0: Um, good morning and welcome. It's great to be together, isn't it? And uh, I love this time of the year, a little bit um, more relaxed after all the rush of uh, of Christmas and the sense of anticipation about the uh, the year that is about to emerge. I don't have to tell you that uh, today is the last day of December and tomorrow we enter January. And one school of uh, thought is that January is named after the, the Roman god of mythology, Janus. And uh, Janus was a very busy little god. Um, mythology has it that he is the god of beginnings, of gates, transitions, time, duality, doorways, passages, and endings. So, a very busy god, and he's often depicted with two faces. And you'll see these Roman images um, sometimes up the top of doorways. And Janus was the god that looked both forward and looked back. He faced two directions because he was a God of over the beginnings and of the transitions of life. And in many ways, we're at a transition of life, as far as the calendar is concerned, right now. We can uh, reflect on the past, and we can look forward uh, to the future. And when we do that, it brings a range of different emotions, I'm sure. For example, um, we can look back on the past, and we could be filled with a whole lot of regrets, perhaps, that the could have beens and the should have beens in this last year. We might be going through a time of pain as Stu and, and Julie and Jasmine are at the moment. And uh, and now you look back at times that were perhaps rosier than the situation you're now facing. When we look forward, sometimes we can be filled with a sense of uh, of joy and anticipation. And others, and at different times, we might be filled with anxiety. Now what does the future hold? How are you feeling about, uh, about where we are as we, uh, finish 2017 and enter 2018? The scripture has a lot to say about looking back, oftentimes giving us warnings about looking back. For example, the apostle Paul wrote, forgetting what is, um, behind, I press on towards what is ahead, towards the goal to reach the prize for which Christ has called me heavenward in Christ, God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And uh, Jesus said, no one who puts his shoulder or his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom. And perhaps the most uh, famous um, example of looking back was Lot's wife. As they're escaping uh, Sodom and judgment was pouring down on Sodom, she was told not to look back. She looked back and was turned into a pillar of salt. And so there's some of the consequences of looking back. But there are other aspects of looking back that we're encouraged to be a part of in the scripture. God wants us to look back. Um, That psalm that Melinda um, read for us earlier shows the um, the great comfort there is in reflecting on God's providence and his faithfulness and the way he is guided throughout all the circumstances of life. No matter what we might be going through now, For David, who couldn't close his eyes at night, couldn't get to sleep, he reflected on the goodness and the greatness of God. Chronicles uh, urges us, remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he has pronounced. So there is a healthy way to look at the past. There is a very healthy way to look at it as we engage in the future. And today I invite you to to do that, to be like this little God Janus and to look both back, And to look forward and inside your newsletter, there's a a time of reflection, some sheets that might allow you to reflect on your own life because I don't want this to be something I'm just speaking into. I love this to be a journey for you as you reflect and you can come up with different questions for yourself, but on that sheet, there's a range of questions about the past, the past year for you, about the present, some of the challenges that you've now got and about the future and what you're anticipating. So I'd invite you to do it. And as we get to the end of each, um, each of these sections, if you feel like jumping to your feet and just sharing, um, some praise point, for example, over this past year, or when we get to the, the present, if there's a particular issue you want to be prayed for, or even into the future, I'd invite you to stand and, um, and just, or even sit where you're seated, just to yell out and say, I've got something to share. I'd like to do that. And we can uh, listen to, uh, to your encouragement and also to pray for you. So what can we learn? I think the first thing we do as we look back is is to learn from the past. As we look back and we see God's faithfulness, there's so much we can rejoice in. But today I want to concentrate on those things that perhaps we need to leave behind. Um, Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews urges us to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and to run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. And so... We all carry things from the past that in many ways hamper us. Are there things from 2017 that perhaps you need to deal with? Sometimes our failure, there can be failure, moral failure, failure in the workplace, failure in our relationships, uh, failure in, uh, yeah, whether it's relationships in our family or with our spouse or whatever, and we can often be tempted to think, is there any hope for me? As I entered 2018, is there any hope for me I'm still carrying these different issues? I don't just I just don't measure up in some ways. And yet that's why it's good to look back, because the scriptures have for us a character after character of the Bible that have battled with major failures in their life. King David, for example, an adulterer. And once he'd committed adultery with Bathsheba, he took her husband and lined him up on the front line of battle so that he would be killed engaged in a murder of this man. And yet what does God say? He's described as a man after God's own heart. Moses, uh, an anger problem, big time, became a murderer. And yet God used him to deliver his people, to lead them out of Egypt and slavery and in towards the promised land. How about Jonah? A man who wanted to run away from God, because he didn't want to be used by God to bring redemption to a group of people that he despised. And yet, God turned him around, took him on a journey, and he was involved in changing the heart of a city, the city of Nineveh, even though he continued to sulk about it like a little kid. The character of Jonah amazes me so many times, but perhaps there are times in my life I'm exactly like Jonah. Mary Magdalene caught in immorality, and yet a member of Jesus' team. And we can put our own name there as we reflect on 2017. Where is it that we didn't measure up, even according to our own standards? Where is it that we didn't measure up? And then to reflect on that. A man who can refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful, but if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. And that's the thing that we're called to do. It's tempting in this world, isn't it, to blame everyone. Everyone, we're blaming the government, or we're blaming our upbringing, or we're blaming our parents, or we're blaming our spouse. We just love to blame. The scripture clearly tells us that there are issues in our life that we're responsible for, to stand up, to take responsibility for them, to admit our mistakes, and just to live with the forgiveness And the fact that there is no condemnation as we come to Jesus and we move forward. That's when real change starts in our own life. And so we need to learn from the past and we need to leave the past behind. And we need to celebrate the great aspects of that year as well and to leave the great aspects of that year behind. Because sometimes our successes in the past can hamper us and dominate our lives as much as our failures in the past can. We can get to a stage in life and we think, well, I've done that before. You know, I'm resting. Oh yeah, I used to do that. That was good in that season of life. God's used me before, but hey, I'm getting too old for that now. How are we going to, how are we going to live life to the full in 2018? If that's our attitude, living on the past successes of our lives. So a time of reflection. What are you praising for God for in 2017? What lessons did you learn, perhaps? And what do I wish I had made more time for? Philippians Philippians 3, that verse I quoted before, Paul writes, Forgetting what's behind and straying towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal. The past is the past, and we need to let that go, and we need to deal with that in the right way. Scripture gives us a wonderful account of the way two of Jesus' disciples dealt with um, their errors of the past. Both Peter and Judas were Jesus' disciples. Both Peter and Judas denied Jesus. Both Peter and Judas were devastated by their own failure. But they dealt with that failure in completely different ways, didn't they? Peter denied Christ three times. He knew that because the rooster crowed. And then uh, Matthew records this for us. Immediately the rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and he wept bitterly. Can you imagine how Peter felt? He was a man that had uh, lived closely with Jesus, been used by Jesus over his three years of association with Jesus, he'd be sitting thinking, is there any hope for me? I didn't even have the guts, so to speak, the intestinal fortitude to stand there and to acknowledge that I was a follower of the Lord. Surely there's no way God can use me now. But Peter stopped regretting the past. He repented and he focused on the present and on the future. Judas, on the other hand, reacted quite differently. Matthew records for us when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse, he returned the 30 coins to the chief priest and said, I have sinned. I have betrayed innocent blood. They said, what's that to us? That's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money in the temple and he left and he went outside and hung himself. So one goes out and commits suicide. Another one repents bitterly and his life takes a completely different change. It's interesting, on the morning of the resurrection, when Jesus met Mary, he said to Mary, Mary, go and tell my disciples and tell Peter. Now, what did he say and tell Peter? Was it because Peter wasn't one of his disciples? Go and tell my disciples and tell Peter? No, it's because he knew Peter needed some encouragement along that particular part of his journey. Jesus knew how Peter was feeling. Jesus knew Peter needed to be encouraged. And here's Peter who had denied Jesus those three times. And yet just 50 days after the resurrection, 50 days after the denial of Christ, here he is standing boldly presenting the case for Christ in a way where 3,000 people repented and were baptized that day. What an amazing transformation in a man that had endured failure. He grabbed hold, he admitted his responsibility, he repented and his life was turned around completely. He was able to seize the present and to enter into the present because of the way he dealt with his past. And so the present's a priority for us today because what we do today will also determine what our future is like. That's not to suggest that God can't somehow dramatically intervene with whatever decisions we make. God can. But so often our future successes depend on the decisions that we make today and the way we deal with our past. And the time for a fresh start is now. So what are the key challenges that you are facing now at the turn of this year? Is there something that comes to mind, a key challenge that you're facing? And the question for us is, have I invited God to be a part of that? Have I wanted to see God's plan and my part in God's picture right in the midst of this circumstance that I'm going through? So just um, reflect on that and make some notes on your on your page. If there's anyone that wants to be bold enough to, to share with us some of the challenges that they're facing in life right now, then we can leap into the future. Okay, we learn from the past grab hold of the present, and we leap into the future. As you anticipate 2018, what will it hold? We can be sure of um, three things. It's going to be hold uh, to hold new problems, new pressures, and also new possibilities. And we've got two ways to deal with that, either through fear or through faith. And obviously God wants us to step out in faith. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This is an exciting time to be alive. Sure, the world out there is going crazy. But with Jesus, it's an exciting time to be alive. And God keeps opening new opportunities for us. For the gospel, to enjoy life together, to enjoy our families, to make a difference in this world in which we live. There is so much for us to grab hold of and to step out in faith. And we and obviously as we step out, there's an element of risk. And so whenever we look at the future, we need to begin with the end in mind. And to ask the question, if we're looking at 2018, what is it that I am wanting to harvest or God wants me to harvest in 365 days' time? It's no good just hoping for a future that somehow is miraculously going to spring into mind. God calls us to be proactive, to work with him, to seek him. To be led by Him, to go on a journey with Him, our relationship with God is a relationship. It's a relationship of trust. It's a relation, and it's a relationship that is constantly moving. So what is it that you believe God is calling you to harvest in 365 days time? Because if we're going to harvest something in 365 days, we've got to start cultivating now. Got to start cultivating. I just looked over and saw John Williams as I'm talking about cultivating. He's a nurseryman. You know, he wants to get his stuff ready to sell. And so he's got to start cultivating. He's got to start striking his plants, putting them in the ground. Um, you know, as a, as a former accountant, I, I remember when we, we bought a sugarcane farm, had that for five years, and I love that time of, of life. And even though we had a manager on the farm up on the Sunshine Coast and used to travel up there, there was something that was just so fulfilling about planting a crop and coming back just six weeks later as far as sugarcane goes and seeing the new growth come out and looking up the rows and just starting to see all these green shoots come up. And then to go over that and to till out with a with a tractor over and to tickle the rows and to get rid of all the weeds that were going, then to go over with NPK fertiliser and hit that and then to see this this just flourish. We had the end in mind. We wanted to produce a harvest. And so there was a whole structured approach to seeing that harvest come to fruition. So what is it? for you and what is it for me what do i want different in my family what do i want different in my finances what do i want different in my personal walk with god because you and i need to start cultivating now because whatever we sow is what we're going to reap that's a principle of life principle of scripture almost every year and we missed one year in the early years um, since we've been married. Lynn and I go away on our anniversary. It's the 5th of January, so it's coming up in just a few days' time. Like some years, we're going to have to defer this for a week or two before we get away. So we've already booked in to go away on the 20th of uh, January rather than the 5th. Because on the 5th, next Friday, the Solomons arrive. That usually happens this time of the year. And uh, just to bring you up to speed on that, we thought everything was arranged, right? So all the airfares the visas going through that we seem to be right with visas this year so i got a call from solomon airlines two days ago brian we have to apologize something's gone wrong with the bookings um we can get the we can get the players back from canberra to brisbane and all the way to honiara but we can only get them to sydney so we have booked buses down in canberra to pick them up in canberra so at least we had two buses booked from uh from sydney to take down because there weren't enough buses in canberra um, anyway, the nuts and bolts is it? We've got 18 people needing a lift from Sydney International Airport down to Canberra next Friday night. We've managed to get them on Murray's coach lines, $35 a pop. Maybe we should have taken them all away, all of them at that. And so now they'll arrive down there in a campsite two o'clock on Saturday morning. So um, that'll be okay. They don't have to play for a few days. But you kind of think you've got these things. So that's my usual anniversary with Lynn (laughs) of these past years. But when we get away, just a few weeks' time, we sit down and we ask the question, where is God in our lives? How can we join him with what he's doing? What is it he's calling us to do? And what are some of the things that we want to see come out of our relationship together and our ministry over this coming year? Hosea 10.12 says, Plough new ground for yourselves. Plant righteousness and reap the blessing your devotion to me will produce. It's time for you to turn to me, your Lord, and I will come and pour out blessing on you. If you want 2018 to count, we need to plant now. And we need to cultivate our relationship with God. So how do we cultivate our relationship with God? There are some things that are worth just going down and and maybe mentally just checking off. How many of these you can identify with, and how many of these encourage you to cultivate your relationship with God. Uh, reading the Word of God is obviously um, the first and primary one. And um, Sue Dunn, where is she? I want to thank you, Sue, again, because um, a bit over a year ago, Sue told me she'd been reading, doing the Reading um, Bible in a Year, um, the uh, Nicky Gumbel HTB um, app and just reading through the Bible every year. And I started that on the 1st of January, and it's been absolutely an amazing blessing. And so you can download that. It's free on your phone. I still love to read the scripture in my Bible, so I get the app out, read that, and then come back to summary and to read that. But it's been the most fulfilling year for me in terms of my spiritual walk and in really getting into the Word of God. Um, Whereas before I battled with getting through these things, but it was a a method that I was able to relate with and to move through. And obviously um, we need to, to, um, to be reading God's word, be engaged in prayer wherever we are, not just during our quiet time, wherever we're walking, whatever we're doing, taking time to listen to God, being part of a small group. We're reconstituting our small groups again this year and if you're interested, you're not in one, you want to be, have a chat to Luke um, after our service and we can start to do that. I really find that reading biographies or autobiographies of people that God has used has been an amazing encouragement for me um, in terms of my uh, spiritual growth, just the way these people were able to reach out and God just met them and guided them and used them. Obviously speaking with trusted friends, And serving God. We grow in our relationship with God by serving. In mission or wherever that is, most of my growth as a Christian, apart from God's word, has happened as I've served. As I've moved out and I've trusted God. i said, God, I don't know how you're going to do this, but this is your work. And it's developed my sense of trust and my faith as I realize that for God, nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible. So um, that's some things. And then we need to honour God with our requests. So as you start this year, can I ask you to aim big and to honour God with your requests? Because God is honoured by the measure of our faith. I read with interest a story of an incident in the life of that uh, great French conqueror, Napoleon, Napoleon Bonaparte. And the story is told of, um, of he and his, and his group that had uh, conquered uh, yet another island in the Mediterranean Sea. And they conquered it at the at great expense in terms of lives and all those aspects of of the battle. And after the capture, um, Napoleon and his generals had gathered for a celebration. They were all talking about things. And then a young officer came to want to speak to Napoleon. They wouldn't let him in. And yet there's this commotion and and they say, no, you can't go and see Napoleon. And, And anyway, in the end, Napoleon heard the commotion and said, let him come to me. He said, what is it you want? The young officer said to him, I want this island. And the generals just laughed. They just totally laughed. They were thinking to themselves, hang on a minute. We've battled for days and days and days. We've lost so many lives. And you're coming to ask for an island? Amazing thing happened. Napoleon asked for a pen and a paper. And he signed the island over to that young officer. The general said to Napoleon, why did you do that? Napoleon said, because he honoured me with the magnitude of his request. He honoured me with the magnitude of his request. That is an amazing thing. That was a human doing that. Can you imagine what God does when we honour him with the magnitude of our request? Because the Bible says this is the confidence that we have in approaching God. If we ask anything according to His will, according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of Him. We worship an amazing God who does want to bless us, who does want us, enable us to do His will. But He wants, and He wants to reward us according to the magnitude of our request. So what are your goals? They're all there for 2018 for you to think about. What goals would you set if you thought you could not fail? What price am I willing to pay? What sacrifices am I willing to make? What are you longing to see God do in the year ahead? How do you want to grow? What are the two major goals? And we can approach this year with confidence. I'm reminded, um, for those of you who've got young kids, I um. I just loved our kids at that age of life. I still love them. And, uh, just a different stage of life. But I remember, and, um, one of our little kids, I was saying prayers with him one night, probably about six at the time, tucking me into bed. And then, and we had a good day. We had a great day together. We'd been out doing a whole range of things and it was holidays, a little bit more laid back and relaxed. And he said to me, dad, thank you for tomorrow. And I, thought he got it wrong because we had a good day. And I said to him, what do you mean? Can you say that again? He said, thank you for tomorrow. And he started to unpack all the things that are going through his mind about the enjoyment he was going to have tomorrow. And he wanted to thank me in advance because his anticipation about tomorrow was just so, so big, was looming large. It was the last thing he was thinking about before he closed his eyes and went to sleep. How are you thinking about this year? I love to say, Lord, thank you for tomorrow. Whatever you're going to bring in 2018, whatever hardship I'm going to encounter, Lord, whatever joy I'm going to have, I want to thank you that it's all part of your plan because that's all part of your amazing love for me. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this past year. Lord, I thank you for even those praise points we've heard today. The way that you guide us in the every detail of life. Whether that's on a holiday or an overseas trip or moving our location in to a retirement village or whatever that happens to be, Lord, you are there. And Father, we ask that you would open our eyes to see that big plan that you have for us. Firstly, your big plan, but secondly, your plan for us individually. And Father, we ask that you would increase our faith to trust, to dream, and to plan, and to move forward, trusting you. Because God, you are our God, who is sovereign, who is personal, and who desires just nothing more for us than to walk in harmony with you, and to trust you, and to live life with you at the centre. So, Father, we do want to praise you and thank you for that. We commit ourselves to you as we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.